Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets. What's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. It's a company interview in today's program. I'm sitting with Jeff Malaholo, geologist Jeff Malaholo, and uh, accountant Paul McGrory. Jeff is the MD of GGG Resources and uh, Paul is one of the directors. And GGG Resources is developing the Bula Booling gold mine in Western Australia and they own 50% of that project. So I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Why, why don't you uh, tell us about this project, uh, what's going on there, what you're doing. Um, it's a very exciting one. Uh, thanks, Dominic. Yeah, the project's very exciting. We just come up with 2.6 million ounces resource uh, in August, of which 710,000 ounces is in indicated uh, category. We are now probably about, uh, 40 50% through a 90,000-meter drilling program, and we expect to finish that at the end of this year and uh, another JOC update, possibly first quarter next year, 2012. Feasibility works uh, carrying on, and the the other exciting news is that we are merging with OSEX to create a new company called Bula Bulling Gold, which will be listed both on ASX and on AIM. And Bula Bulling Gold will own 100% of the project? Absolutely. And, and that's the whole point. That, you, know, you put it together so that there's a unified management, unified strategy moving this project forward. And this is a, a, his, a historical mine. It was once a mine and presumably it fell out of production due to low gold prices. Is that right? That's correct. It was mined by a company called Resolute uh, up to 1998. They take about 370,000 ounces. Uh, so it's, it's open pitable uh, and there's still pits there. Uh, so it is, it is a, uh, a brownfield uh, development. Uh, when, when we purchased the project, it came with something like 500,000 meters of drilling, uh, f- f- about seven years of production data, you know, full, full production data. So you know the character of the ore, you know how, how it behaves, you know what's the recovery, and on top of it, you know, you know the, the potential size of it. And uh, what is your current targeted production? When are you hoping to, to actually have some production uh, look, I mean, we're, we're looking at, uh, you know, publicly we say something in the order of 100 to 150,000 ounces a year, uh, but we are going through the feasibility uh, work at this stage, so the answer will cut, w- wash out at the end of the feasibility. Okay, so you, you haven't kind of targeted 2013 or something like that? Uh, look, I mean, it depends. A lot of that is on the size of the plant, for instance. Uh, if we're looking at a big plant, then there will be a lead time in, in getting a big plant. Big plants are not, you can't buy it off the shelf. But if you're looking at a smaller plant, then yes, you can get it shorter. Do you have a kind of ideal route forward or you don't want to say anything until you get the results of the feasibility? Uh, let, let's go through the feasibility work before we sort of uh, you know, start projecting anything. Okay. What, what type of grades uh, have you found uh, at the mine? Uh, the overall grade is one gram material. But within that, there's a lot of patches of you know, higher-grade material. And the other thing, you know, the whole project is based on open-pitable, low-grade, 
uh, near surface. Uh, the, the project's only about 60, 70 kilometers away from Kalgoorlie, which is a mining center in Western Australia. So from, from that point of view, the infrastructure, the access is really good. Uh, however, there is also uh, some really nice high-grade stuff, which is lying underneath uh, at depth, and we haven't even looked at into that, that side of it yet. Okay, so you're hoping that as you drill deeper, you'll find higher-grade mineralization? Uh, there is that possibility, definitely. But let, let me uh, emphasize that the whole project, uh, all, all the visibility work that we're working at this stage, all the drilling, is on the basis of low-grade, open-pitable near-surface. Okay, and with the um, bulk mining, yes, and with, the, with this uh, low-grade, what, what kind of recovery rates are you finding? Uh, look, from, from, from previous work and, and the work that we've done so far, the recovery is around 92%, 93%. Okay, so pretty good. So um, let me bring uh, Paul in now to the conversation. Um, why don't you, Paul, why don't you describe uh, the history of this company? Because uh, you were operating in China not so long ago, and, uh, Jeff, you found, you made a discovery, you found an economic deposit, and then the, the pressures of the time meant that you didn't keep hold of it. Yeah, um, yes, China seems a long way ago. Um, we basically found something that was absolutely enormous, which was going to require a huge capex and a very large ongoing spend. Um, our Chinese partners realized that um, raising capital in the West wasn't quite as easy uh, as it uh, once was uh, at the time of the Lehman's uh, event. Um, we then, therefore, were approached by them, and they um, uh, asked if they could buy the project. We entered a world in which we had $5 million in the bank, yeah, uh, and where assets were absolutely uh, at, bargain, uh, at a bargain base. And through connections to Australia, uh, we basically picked up the uh, our 50% interest in the Bulling project, which when all the numbers were calculated, and we did a... Uh, uh, the first jolt was done in August 2010, yeah. We rough, our roughly buy-in cost per ounce was uh, just under $2 an ounce, which is <coughs> inexpensive, to say the least. Um, That's a considerable discount on $1,800 an ounce. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the, the beauty of this project, as Jeff said, it's, um, it's a brownfield site. So there's, we know it works. It has worked in the past. It worked uh, up until the price of gold dropped down to about 350 bucks. So with prices now well over $1,000, um, the economics of this look robust. Um, we, we, you know, we just have to get out there and drill it properly. Okay, now you're listed on both AIM and on the ASX. You've got a market cap of about £40 million, just under. Um, when you, by the term you, you merge with Orzex, who own the other half of the property, presumably your market cap will be somewhere in the £80 million uh, category. Uh, we, we hope so. We hope it will be much higher than that because you know, the, the process of merging itself will take a few months. Uh, in the meantime, the drill rigs are turning, and as I said, now we're hoping that we get uh, another joke update uh, first quarter next year. The feasibility work uh, is ongoing, and as, as the markets start realizing that this will be put together into one entity, I hope that the share price will appreciate. Um, I like to think that companies that successfully produce 100,000 ounces of gold a year uh, at, say, a cash cost of five or $600, you would normally find those companies would have a market cap of something like a billion dollars. Uh, 
uh, obviously there's all sorts of variations on that depending on which country it's in and, and so on and so forth. Cheaper in Africa, more expensive in, in uh, Canada or Mexico maybe. Um, what do you, is that kind of the, the target that you're looking towards something in that, that those kind of terms as, as you move forward? Uh, yes, definitely. Look, I mean, uh, we, we, our stated target is 1 million ounce reserve, which means it's roughly 100,000 ounces uh, of production over 10 years. We do think that this deposit is capable of a lot more. Uh, There's a lot more gold in there. So what's the ultimate size? Uh, now, I can't say at this stage, but uh, no, you, you are looking at that sort of level. And, and if you're producing something in the order of 150,000 ounces or more, in that region, uh, you are one of the biggest uh, company, biggest producer, definitely in that area, which means that there's room again for consolidation uh, with, with other companies and moving this into uh, the next level of uh, mid-tier producer. Presumably, because of the fact that this has been a mine, Paul, um, there aren't any licensing issues. There's none at all. Um, one of the ironies of it is the company that had it previously for about five or six years ran a, a very, very small gold production, um, which they hoped to build up. In the end, it, that didn't happen, but they beautifully maintained the licenses all the way through. So where we are is that we have full permitting on an existing mine. We will have to go back to the regulatory authorities as we look to increase the size and scale of the project, but this is an operating mine, and on the, the uh, existing leases... Um, there are no Aboriginal issues. Uh, it's just we have to refile uh, a, uh, the work that we wish to proceed on on the project uh, at this point in time. Uh, and we think we've got a project ready to go. Excellent. Now, Jeff, um, why don't you describe uh, the news flow that you've got coming over the coming months? Uh, we are drilling with, at this stage with three rigs, so there should be regular update on the drilling results. Uh, I'm hoping something like you know, once a month. Uh, there's also uh, feasibility work. Now, as we go through you know, the end of scoping study, going through pre-feasibility and, and uh, uh, bankable feasibility, there's a lot of overlap in that. But there, you know, as we go through that, we will update the market, the shareholders. Uh, and, and I think more critically is, is the progress on the merger itself. As, as I said, it will take a few months. Uh, there, there's a scheme of arrangement in the UK. OSEX will need to spin up their other assets and then scheme of arrangement in, in Australia. But we will give an, a regular update to the shareholder. So it, it, won't, be, you know, it, it won't be a boring uh, six months. It will be quite exciting six months. And uh, what's your current cash position? Uh, at the end of June, we've got about $19.8 million Australian. By now, because of the drilling, we're probably somewhere around the $17 million uh, position. Um, we're spending about a million dollars a month, yeah, and the drills are being pounded in there. Um, uh, and if we could get more drills, we would drill harder if, if we could. So um, cash is not a constraint on us whatsoever. Um, we, we raise money at the right time. Very good. And um, why don't you briefly describe both of your backgrounds? Paul, I'll ask about your background in a second, but let's start with you, Jeff. Uh, look, I'm, I'm a geologist by background. I uh, used to work for various uh, major companies, uh, Billiton, Rio Tinto, mainly on the area selection side. Uh, in year 2000, I moved to the city as a mining analyst, uh, head of research of a small uh, or boutique uh, corporate finance house. Uh, specializing in mining until 2004, the end of 2004, 
set up St. Roxana Goldfields at that time, floated it in 2005, and as Paul said, discovered a fantastic porphyry copper deposit, uh, and then sold out in 2009. Um, And what about you, Paul? I know you're involved with some other mining companies as well. Yeah, I'm an accountant, but um, 10 years ago, uh, I floated a company through, and in fact, Jeff was uh, one of the advisors on that company deal. Uh, and along the way made some serious money out of the mining business and uh, thought that this is a very interesting area full of very interesting people and a a place where you can build real shareholder value. So I'm involved uh, with a Canadian company that's got some copper assets in Canada, but really the flagship asset that we've got is is Bullabulling. It really is uh, fabulous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a mine, I think. I think it's fair to say that. Well, it is a mine in terms of licensing. It's still it's already a mine. Uh, but you know, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm confident that we'll, as we go through the feasibility, etc., we'll, we'll we'll build we'll build a mine, uh, a serious mine. Okay, tell me about uh, some of the other people on the board because there's a couple of uh, names there that some listeners might know. Uh, I suppose I need to point out our chairman Peter Ruxton. Uh, used to live in Kalgoorlie for a few years there. Uh, spent I think about. 14, 15 years in Australia, geologist by background, but he was also a fund manager for CDC Actis. Uh, our FD, David MacArthur, uh, is in uh, Perth base. He, he used to be a FD for a mining company called Dioro, produced about 100,000 ounces a year out of Kalgoorlie area. Uh, June Angelis, our technical guy, uh, he discovered the porphyry copper deposit in, in China. It's now part of the uh, non-exec of Medusa. Michael Short, uh, one of our non-execs, uh, he built a mine uh, for a living. You know, he runs an a engineering company called GBM Engineering, you know, built mines uh, throughout the world. And uh, Nigel Clark, our one other uh, non-exec, who run the mine in, in Indonesia, both underground and open pit. I think I'll cover everybody. <laughs> One of the actually huge things on, on that list of people uh, is actually Michael Shaw. Yeah, I think Jeff's being a little modest on his abilities. Jeff, uh, Michael has over 100 engineers building plants all over the world or consulting on the construction of plants all over the world. This is one of the things that makes GGG different. Yeah, We've got a collection of skills. Yes, there are lots of geologists. There are a couple of accountants. Yeah, But there's a, a real mixture of people who go all the way through, this, uh, through the thing. So in, in, in Michael, you've got the hard-edged engineer who will tell you that that's great, you found some rock, but can I turn it into money? Yeah. Uh, Nigel's actually run proper, very profitable mines, yeah, and he knows the disciplines that are involved in it. This is more than just a, an interesting geological uh, story. This is a mine in the making. Paul, um, let me ask you uh, uh, about the, the, the structure of the company. Um, shares on issue? Uh, about 165 million shares and about an extra 10% uh, under options and warrants, m- uh, most of which actually um, will come out over the next 12 months. And who are your major shareholders? Um, largest single shareholder is uh, a company called Baker Steel. Um, they're an Australian uh, UK investment house. They, interestingly, also own virtually 10% of Ozex. So they were very keen on, on the deal being put together. Um, 
BlackRock, which is another uh, premier investor, they own 6% of it, yeah. Uh, our joint venture partner, Ozex, they own 4% of us. We did a, a share swap uh, along the way, uh, and we've got people like uh, CQS, who are a, a noted uh, London-based fund manager, Henderson Global, and a couple of very interesting, very smart private funds, one of which is uh, the Phoenix Gold Fund. Um, we've got very, very astute uh, in that, uh, institutional shareholder base, but we've also got a very large um, retail base, yeah, and quite a lot of which are, are high net worth individuals, and they were pushing very, very hard on the sort of deal that we've now done with our partner Ozex, so that we're expecting that Bullable in Gold will become fully iceable uh, in due course. Now that's subject to the inland revenue, but will be predominantly will be a ASX listing on a primary basis, yeah, and a London listing on a secondary basis, and that makes a lot of those high net worth individuals very happy. They can put it in their ISAs. Yeah, at the moment, you can put GGG in your ISA, can't you? No, technically you can't. Uh, sure, because I think with dual listed uh, companies, you usually can. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> this is where being an accountant is a difficult thing. It's it's not actually iceable, but we're hoping that once bullable in gold. Uh, get sorted and that's just a couple of months away yeah the, the initial first stage we expect that then to be something that the inland revenue will look sympathetically upon okay um and uh last question uh, I'll, get, I'll hand it to you jeff uh the um directors uh, what percentage of the company do they own or do you own i should say the, no, the directors it's a, it's a total own about 6.7 percent i think but the, the main thing to emphasize with that is uh, uh, each one of those shares we buy in the market or through private placement. In other words, we do it with other investors. Uh, nobody's got free shares in this company. Very good. Well, Jeff, um, I think we've kind of covered everything. Is, is there anything that I've missed? Uh, I think you've covered the essence of it. I mean, the main thing for us is we are building uh, the building blocks. We're putting together building blocks to, uh, to have a fantastic and exciting uh, mid-tier producer in Australia. I think the, the big question for me is... Uh, how much is the mine going to cost and when are we going to see some production and I guess we're going to know the, uh, the answers to those questions maybe early next year Absolutely, that's exactly what it's going to be and it's the, um, it's the feasibility study that's going to give us the right answer but what we do know is this is a, a very nice large grade deposit, it's sitting on the main uh, road that, uh, between Perth and Kalgoorlie, uh, Kalgoorlie uh, and it's got power and water running through the project, so this is very very accessible um finally jeff what's your website and uh, what's your ticker symbol in case people want to find out more about you or even buy you uh on aim our ticker is ggg uh in australia on asx our ticker is ggb uh website gggresources.com excellent stuff and i should say um unlike many stocks you're actually more liquid on aim than you are on the asx uh, yes, I mean, I think regularly we trade you know, somewhere between half a million and a million shares a day uh, on a shareholder base, but 50% institutional and 50% uh, retail. Okay, well, Jeff Malaholo, Paul McGrory, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much. Take care then. Bye. Thanks, Dominic. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. 
To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 